from radio shows past. The, the pig is uh, going to be coming up here in just a bit. I don't know why you even put him on your show. I'm, I'm just surprised that you, you would let a man like that be a part of your... Even connected to you. I just want to... You're, you're I, so much more forward than that. And well, I just think we want to try to be fair and let uh, all points of view be expressed on, on the radio show. I mean, there's other radio stations that are exclusively about one point of view all the time. You know, and then we try to be more embracing than that. Doesn't mean we have to like or agree with everything we hear. I think you and Gary think... His jokes, the pig's jokes, are just a little funny, a little amusing. No, not me. Maybe Gary does. I'm appalled by them myself. No, I, I do think they're a little funny. Do you? Yeah. I, I think he's way out of line, personally. And I, and, and, and I want to be clear about that. In no way do I condone anything. Well, you, when, by putting him on sense. your show, you, 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 you encourage it at the very least. You, you allow the spread of his poison to go out over... Seattle and other parts well, unknown. I, I'm sorry that you think of it that way, but I, I just see it as, as allowing someone to express another point of view. And having said that, good morning oh, to you, boy. the pig. Morning, Pat. How are you? We're good. We're good, uh, the pig. Uh, what what uh, what do you want to say this morning? What do cow pies and cowgirls have in common? <laughs> I don't know. What do uh, cow pies and cowgirls have in common? The older they get, the easier they are to pick up. All right. See that? <laughs> That's not funny, though. We're talking to the pig this morning. I get it. What's six inches long, two inches wide, and drives women crazy? I, I... Money. <laughs> Why did the woman cross the road... And more to the point, what the hell was she doing out of the kitchen? All right, what, what, why did the Talking woman... to the pig, that, that's a, he was just setting you up there. There wasn't even a punchline for the that, pig. Liz. yeah. What does a woman make best for dinner? What, the pig? Reservations. <laughs> you like that one, Gary? Come on, Gary, settle down a little bit. All right, yeah, you're just encouraging him. Let me tell you uh, what a woman says and then what she really means. Okay, the pig, like you'll know. We need means I need, or more appropriately, I want. Mm. Do what you want means you'll pay for this later. <laughs> I heard a noise means I noticed you were almost asleep. <laughs> How much do you love me means I did something today you're not going to like. Talking to the pig this morning. Got a, uh, I've got about a minute left here, the pig. <laughs> All right. The romantic turn out the lights means I think I'm putting on weight. Do I really look fat in this dress means we haven't had a fight in a while. What? How? I just wondered how the pig... <laughs> I'll be ready in a minute means I'll be ready in an hour. Became such an expert on women. Yes means no. And no means no. How he maybe means no. Justifies <laughs> these chauvinistic remarks that are veiled, thinly veiled as jokes. I, I, it, one is more. Is he even listening to me? One more the 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 pig and then we gotta go. He's the pig isn't even listening. Hey Foster, I got a question for you. I, I, what? Why did God make man first? I don't know. Because he didn't want a woman looking over his shoulder while he was doing it. <laughs> All right, the pig. We'll see you later. All right. Yeah. This is a man's bed. 24 minutes past 8. By the pig. More the pig calls. Are Bye, the pig. Please, Pat, no more the pig. All right. But it wouldn't be nothing. Not for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Without a woman on a bed. On Como AM 1000, this is the Pat Cashman Show. Am I still on? No, we hung up on you. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News.
It's time for Peculiar Podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool, she's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. <laughs> it's just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're off. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. Can't buy me love. Love. Can't buy me love. All right, here we are, back at it again. Lisa Foster with the gorgeous, beautiful, charming Pat Cashman. Thank here for you. another episode Thank of Thank you for Peculiar reading Podcast. that introduction just the way I wrote it. You are. You get you you get better with age. I think men tend to get better with age. Um, but it, it brings me to sort of like cheese. The, the question: Did you know that the oldest woman in the world just recently died as of this podcast taping? Hey, look, I I can account for my whereabouts. Okay, I had nothing well, I to do with that. I wasn't accusing you. I'm just. Oh. I think it's I think it's just so curious that this woman. Um, I'm not going to say her name right. Nabi Tajima is the world's oldest person. She lives in Japan. Isn't that where all the oldest people come from? Japan. Well, they, they don't come from from here. They don't come from my they town. Don't. I know that. They they don't come out of Sacramento, California, yeah. or anywhere else. They don't. Uh, sh- and they 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 generally don't have never drank or. But sometimes they'll be, I have one glass of whiskey every day since I was four <laughs> years old. Because right. yeah. people always ask them, what's the secret to your longevity? Yeah. And, and it will be something that I'm currently doing that I know is going to end up yeah. killing me. It's simply not dying. And it's just dumb luck, I guess, as much as anything. Yeah. Um, well, she was 117 years old. Think of the pressure you would have if you knew that you're the oldest person in the world. And you're thinking, oh, great. Oh, great. There's pressure. Right, because you know, you know, I know. you know, and then the, the second oldest person in the world is saying, "I can't wait to catch her. I'm gonna catch her." Well, she became the world's oldest person after a Jamaica woman passed away last fall in the year 2017. Remember that dumb joke? What? Hey, my wife's uh, go- going on vacation. Jamaica? No, it was her own idea. Oh, yeah. brother. And she was also 117. So now that this so gal, Nabi Tajima, just passed away, the next in line is a woman who is 116. You notice these are mostly all women. Right, but there in is fact, a guy. In fact, they are all women. Yeah, they are. So the world's oldest man lives in Japan. And he's only 56. (laughs) (laughs) But he looks like he's 117. Yeah, it feels like it. (laughs) Yeah, he's actually 112. So he's the oldest man in the world. He's a kid. He's a kid. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I just 104. That's really... Well, so what do you, so let's say that you've you've got your faculties, and who cares if you have to wear diapers? I, I just I, is there anything wrong with it? No, I. What, what do you have? Well, not wrong with it. What what makes you feel? Because I know a lot of people go, oh, I don't want, I don't want to live to, oh, I don't want to be 112. No, forget. Well, I would it. gladly, I'd gladly lived 112, but you would still want to have some capabilities. I mean, you don't want want to be able to read and hear and see. I mean, if if you were 112, blind, deaf. Could had almost no senses except smell left. I mean, what would be the point? What's the first thing that goes? Is it your hearing? Uh, no, it's your sight. Well, no, I think it's your hearing. For me, it's my hearing. Um, and then, so you and then you my, wouldn't want to be my, my sense. <laughs> my I, I I've been lately losing my sense of of good taste. <laughs> Uh, is that that's not an age thing? Oh, it's no. not. Okay. <laughs> <I> just, <no. laughs> yeah. Well, uh, speaking of uh, 
speaking of pass, uh, shuffling off the, the mortal coil, uh, Barbara Bush, the former first lady, mm-hmm. uh, as we're taping this right now, has uh, has hustled out of here. She She's a terribly likable person, you know. I'm not always sold on every first lady. They got terrible situations for the most part anyway. They're just like, they're often just window dressing, uh, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're treated with deference and they're, 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 they show up and they're at state dinners and things, but basically they're just, uh, adornments. But, uh, mm-hmm. Barbara Bush, uh, maybe wasn't the most active first lady in terms of social programs or, or politics or even fixing up the white house like uh, Jackie Kennedy did. But, but she mm-hmm. was, she was outspoken when it counted and she just seemed like a real cool character yeah. somebody you'd I like to have a beer her with. strength yeah. yeah absolutely or a bourbon which is what she was joking about to the end the uh having, the execrable roger stone whom i think you know who that is he's one of our president's good buddies uh yeah. just said some horribly malicious things about barbara bush he uh right after she passed she away. wasn't even uh, cold yet yeah yeah and uh I, I don't know. I just think there's uh, there there will be a, a place for a guy like that someday. But mm-hmm. you know, you are judged by the company you keep, and some of the company that uh, these people keep uh, is not so good, uh, in my opinion. But anyway, I th- even you know, even Hitler probably, if you had nothing nice to say about the guy, don't say anything. I think it's interesting that uh, he, yeah. He he lost a speaking gig over that. I Ro- Roger it did. To me, and I looked, uh, I checked it out, and apparently he was supposed to speak of all things. Well, I guess that makes sense. Uh, it was a GOP speaking gig, and because and he didn't just make an offhand comment. He posted yeah. it on social media that she was a nasty drunk and that she was right this moment going to hell. And he just com- continued to double down on being. Uh, just a mean person. Well, I I know uh, she didn't care for him either, uh, but I I suspect if he had uh, preceded her in death, you wouldn't see her putting exactly. out remarks like that. Yeah. No class. No class. No, none at all. None at all. But what a what a fascinating woman. I never really knew much about her until obviously her death this past week, when there was you know wall to wall coverage on her and her legacy and her family and. I, I'm gonna pick up a, a biography on her. I just th- I just love her strength and her her clever. She was clever and funny yeah. and strong, yeah. and she didn't suffer fools. And I I love that about her. So I'm gonna pick up a biography and and check it you out. You touched on one of the most particular things about her that I could not believe, and that was her strength. She could bench press 700 pounds. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't and, and, know that. And she was still doing it right up to the time of her death. And probably having a bourbon at the same at the time. Exact same time. Exact same time. So you know who I'm. 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 I'm getting. I'm reading biographies now. I get. I get in these weird. Do you remember when I was in that submarine phase? Yes, I remember that. I, I get in these. What would you call them? Um, I I get in these like moods where I must a, consume. Yeah, kind of a kind of a, a faddish thing that comes and goes. I guess. I just I get fascinated about a topic or or something, and I just I consume all I can about yeah, it. Yeah, for me right now, for me right now, it's necrophilia. Oh, <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, really, really cool. I hold your hand in mine, dear. I press it to my lips. I take a healthy bite from your dainty face. My joy would be complete, dear, if you were only here. But still I keep your hand as a precious souvenir. The night you died, I cut it off. I really don't know why. For now, each time I kiss it, I get blood stains on my tie. I'm sorry now I killed you, for our love was something fine. 
about Marie Antoinette um, I just think that's fascinating and I've watched some documentaries on her and I'm consuming and it all started with a little article in the week which is a magazine you turned me on two years ago yeah I love it I and love I don't know that if, magazine. if you don't if you remember that uh, story at the very end it was a few months ago about Marie Antoinette who single-handedly killed the silk industry in 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 France because of a simple cotton dress that she was painted wearing and uh, i just thought wow that's really fascinating how she had that impact and so i just i'm now that's all i can think about marie antoinette wow. uh, so, you know and i know how it ends so so you know you can, don't you have to spoil it well, for she's me the, she's the uh, let them eat cake woman and uh if she said that they don't say that she actually said well that. she specifically said let them eat german chocolate cake I believe historians now believe for oh, some reason. Okay. And then, of course, she lost her head. And I was reading this um, this book. I, I don't know why I have it. It, it, it It's something like after, it's in the other room, and I'm not going to interrupt to go get it. But it, it basically talks about the most peculiar stories of famous people, the, of things that happened to them after they died, things that happened to their bodies what? specifically. Oh, that's gross. Like Abraham, what do you mean? Abraham Lincoln, some some guys uh, broke into his crypt and, and stole his body, for example, for a period of time. Um, really? Yeah, stuff like that. You're you're not joking. Are you joking with no, me right no, now? No, no, I'm not. Because I, I never know with yeah, you. Yeah, no, I'm not. And um, Somebody stole his body, and where'd they find it? I can't, I, did, I didn't read all of the details, but it did happen. It did <laughs> yeah, happen. That's a big Detail. Well, I know, and I'll and I'll, I'll be more uh, I'll be more informed next time, but but there's an entire section of this book about heads, oh, because God. and when you think about it, that is the most identifiable part of a human being is their head, their face. So right. so they always used to, especially in medieval times, they said, "Bring me the head of you know Tony Ventrella." Oh. And, right. and so then, then you'll <laughs> so you can prove that prove it was that really don't even yeah yes, just bring the body it. with no head on it that could be anybody so right. uh, so the, why wouldn't they ask for the whole body and the head maybe it's just too cumbersome oh yeah and, and, and you know it, it's it's expensive if you're gonna mail a mail an entire yeah. body to somebody it's much so, cheaper yeah. if you just mail the head so uh, right. yeah I, that's kind of a meandering rambling, rambling side side exit there yeah. but you but you made me think of it put your head my shoulder Hold me in your arms Baby Squeeze me oh so tight Show me That you love me too Hey, I saw this story and maybe, you've, maybe you saw it too. It apparently had some traction on the internet but it but it's a place that you have been and i have been although not at the same time are you're familiar of course with the empress hotel in victoria british columbia are you not i you, you've been to victoria no haven't you? i've been to victoria i don't know if i've been to the haven't empress. you been to victoria it's and it's yeah, I've been to Victoria. Yeah. It's gorgeous, but I'd never. I don't stay at those hoity-toity places. I, I, I've never actually. Just the name of it sounds. Oh, it is. I think it is. It's it's now a Fairmount, uh, Fairmount, Fairmount. Oh Empress. yeah. But and yeah, I've never so stayed there. But we decided one time, my wife and I, maybe on a couple of occasions, that we would go there to experience high tea. Yes, I've heard that they do they have do, the, the. They do tea. it every day, and they you serve they serve you tea and crumpets. Afternoon tea. Very very. Yeah shishi and, and civilized and so we've experienced that before and it, it's it's a place you should go see when you're in victoria well in the new york times was an article a couple of weeks ago with this opening sentence nick burchill has been called the worst hotel guest ever this guy and this happened in 2001 and and i'll just try do? to keep it brief here but Burchell was at that time, in 2001, a 49-year-old salesman from Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, and he went to Victoria 17 years ago. So 
I think he's 49 now, but 17 years ago, what would he have been? 27 or something like that? You're 30, asking me 30, to do anyway. math. And, and so he uh, he's from Nova Scotia, and he went to Victoria because there, he was at going to a conference hosted by his new employer. So he wanted to see some friends that he knew from the Canadian Naval Reserves. One of my dogs is in the room here. If you hear the heavy breathing, it's not me. I hear the the collar yeah. It's uh, that's Sadie in the room. She's looking out the window. So anyway, get, getting back to this thing. This guy wanted to go see some friends from the Canadian Naval Reserves, and he promised these guys he was going to bring them a local delicacy from home, home being Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, and it's this product called Chris Brothers TNT Pepperoni. They love it. And so it's, it's meat. meat. And he filled a whole suitcase with it. And he, he said, I brought enough for everybody on the Naval Reserve ship. So when he, <laughs> Oh, my God. So when he land, that's a lot of meat. <laughs> that's a lot of meat. So when he lands, his plane lands, the airline could not find his bag. But then it arrived <gasps> the next day after he checked into the Empress already. And he was on the fourth floor. And his room had no refrigerator. And so he said, gee, how am I going to keep this stuff cool? But the room did have a nicely appointed window. And there was a chill in the April air, and so he said, why don't I just spread the meat on a table next to the open window and then on the windowsill, and that'll keep it cool. So he does that, and then he goes out for a walk. The sight that greeted him when he returned to his room hours later can only be described as, quote, an explosion. Because about (gasps) 40 seagulls had sneaked in through a small opening in the window, and they were having a feast. They were like, hey, you guys. There's some pepperoni in here. I like a lot. (laughs) That's so funny. He said they've been eating this brother's TNT pepperoni. And he said, I'm specific. I always get the hot, the TNT kind because it is hot. So they've been eating that, these birds, for about five hours. And you can imagine, he said, what the room looked like. They were carrying on their life processes in there, too. So there's excrement and feathers and pepperoni chunks everywhere. And and the guy says, Brothers TNT Pepperoni does some pretty nasty things to a seagull's digestive system. He said the smell was overwhelming. And the shocking thing for me was the saliva. I didn't know that seagulls drooled. The slime was covering everything. They were whipping it up into the air, and it was like a tornado. So when he suddenly appears in the room, it startles the birds. They try to leave. But they were crashing into the lamps and the curtains. And and most people would have called housekeeping folks by, at that point. But this guy says, eh, I think I can handle this myself. So he opens all the windows in the room to let the birds out. And when one tried to come back in, he threw his shoe at it, the light brown shoe. Shoe and bird sailed out the window. One bird did oh not gosh. seem to want to leave, so he flung a bath towel over it and he threw that out. And he said, gee, I forgot that seagulls can't fly when they're wrapped in a towel. This all occurred during the aforementioned high tea I was telling you about. So there's all these tourists lined up beneath his window. Seagull and the shoe land on these people down below. Would you care to sit with me for a cup of English tea? Very twee, very me, any sunny what a pleasure it would be chatting so delightfully. Nanny bakes, fairy cakes every Sunday morning. But his troubles weren't over. Then, to get a work dinner, he retrieved his shoe, cleaned it off, jammed a hairdryer into it to dry it. But then the phone rang and he left the room, and the hairdryer vibrated free from the shoe and fell into a sink full of water, knocking out the power in the entire hotel. So finally, he set the mess aside. He did call housekeeping. Uh, He can remember the look on the lady's face when she opened the door. I had no idea what to tell her, so I just said, I'm sorry, and I I went to dinner. (laughs) So afterward, they sent a letter to his company, 
And they said in no uncertain terms, is this guy ever, ever to set foot in this hotel again? Oh my so here gosh. he is now, 17 years later. He, it's uh, just last month, and he was across the street from the Empress, and he said, you know what? I'm going to write this letter emphasizing that I have matured. And who knows? Maybe the memories of the feathered slime and the pepperoni chunks have faded. So two days later, he got a phone call from the manager who was laughing. The ban was lifted. The hotel's general manager said, I got to tell you, this letter this guy wrote, uh, it absolutely made our week. And uh, the whole world is so stressed out right now that we were looking for an excuse to laugh. And, uh, and so we said, come on, you can stay here again. And he made a bold peace offering. He offered the hotel staff a pound of Brothers TNT pepperoni. <laughs> they nice. had only one stipulation for him coming back. As long as you leave the pepperoni in Nova Scotia, when you when you take a room here and keep your hotel room window closed. This hotel room's got a lot of stuff. Laundry bag and a shoe shine clock. 32 hangers and a touchstone phone. With a life that comes on when I ain't home. I ain't home, I ain't home. You better leave a message cause I ain't home. I'm surprised they didn't charge him for the room cleanup and all of that. I don't that. know. They didn't mention that. Uh, yeah. But uh, definitely you wouldn't want him back. Yeah. So another article. It says, the next time you sign a credit card receipt, savor it. Because it's yeah. going to take some time. But uh, Visa and American Express and Discover and MasterCard have all said that as of this month, they're no longer requiring people to sign their names when they pay with a credit card. At all. Yeah, I think that's yeah, great. Yeah, I think that's good. It's not completely dead, but it is dying. And uh, remember the old, uh, the old credit card runner. It was a uh, oblong yeah. machine, and you'd stick the card in the plate, and then you put yeah. the you put the paper over yeah. it, and then you'd slide it, and then you had to hand fill it out, and then you had to sign your full name. Um, I remember having my credit card stolen, and and those receipts came in handy because that wasn't my signature. Right which they could compare. So it is a, a very different era now, but I can't even sign a legible signature on those ridiculous screens, oh, those little screens. Exactly. I just, I just, I just do a scribble. Yeah, so what's the point? I mean, if it's, if I it cannot know. be ascertained that that's your, your bona fide right. signature, then why go through that exercise? I think that that's yeah, the I main reason they're, they're, they're just dispensing with this silliness. The other thing, of course, is that the, although they don't mention that in the article, is that in many, many schools now, they're not teaching cursive writing anymore. <gasps> they oh, no, I'd say the, I didn't know oh, this. Yeah, this is a, kind of scandalous to, to educators. Yeah, they, th they figure that young people now are doing everything on keyboards, so they don't need to teach them how to write with a pen or a pencil. And, uh, and so I, I figured, well, if you can't even do any cursive, then how would you ever sign your signature anyway? Your own name on a Wait check. Wait a minute. So so they, they're, oh, yeah, that's true. So they are teaching them how to print letters, just I don't not know that they're writing. doing that, but they're not teaching cursive. Uh, you know the kind of writing that you and I did in school. How, how are you gonna? How are you gonna sign a birthday card? Know. How are you gonna? You, you're gonna. Uh, you're gonna have to cut letters out of magazines the way kidnap people <laughs> used to do. I guess. That's crazy. I didn't realize I know. that. It sounds old fashioned if I lament it, but I do. I mean, I just think. I mean, I mean, I remember how important penmanship was when I was a kid. My yes, my grandmother always told me make sure you have nice penmanship yeah. and I worked hard. I have I think I have very you nice do, penmanship. You do. And I do too when I when I try to, but I had horrible penmanship when I was a kid and and uh you know, I went to Catholic school and the nun our teacher would say Pat has got to work on his penmanship. There, I can't even read his writing, Mrs. Cashman. So my mom would drill me on it and and I had to get my penmanship grade up. Uh, you know, they, they would grade you on things like your posture and <laughs> your general comportment. But penmanship was right in there uh, with, with yeah. being really important. And when I got my penmanship up to an A, my mom was busting her buttons. And she didn't even have a <laughs> dress with buttons on it. So that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, Ow. Felt pretty good about that. Hey, something I cut out of a magazine uh, that we could uh, we could mention here. 
is uh, they. I think it, it was in the week that you mentioned magazine. Mm-hmm. It's the simple health section. Some of the things they said were good for us. Some of the things we were told to avoid. The list seems to change every year. Coffee's a good. Every year, it changes every month. Coffee's bad for you. Coffee's great for you. Coffee's bad for you. Wine is good for you. Wine is terrible for you, and so on. So here, I just, I just stick to the things that they. Once they say it's good for me, I just don't listen anymore. You're right. You know what I mean? Like if they, the moment they said red wine and dark chocolate is good for me, that's it. I paid no more attention. La la la. Not listening. Yeah. Or you're never going to live to be a hundred and. 14 anyway or whatever that woman was uh remember the Maybe remember I the woody will. allen movie where they uh they go into the future and then somebody pro- oh, banana- one, ba- yeah bananas. bananas or one of those movies anyway they they i didn't like that they just dis- they discovered like that uh that chocolate cake is actually really good for you has he asked for anything special yes this morning for breakfast uh he requested something called wheat germ organic honey and tiger's milk <laughs> Oh, yes, those are the charm substances that some years ago were felt to contain life-preserving properties. You mean there was no deep fat? No steak or cream pies or hot fudge? Those were thought to be unhealthy. Precisely the opposite of what we now know to be true. Incredible. Speaking of Woody Allen, before I get back to this. I don't like, can I just say, I don't like Woody Allen. No. Not not personally, I've never met him personally, but I just don't like his, I don't get his movies. You don't? Oh, I I just love him. I, I used to love it, and I really loved the early ones. One of my very favorites was called Take the Money and Run, and it was done as if it was a quasi-documentary. And he is a, uh, mm. he's inadvertently a, a bank robber. He kind of gets involved with these guys, and, um, and it's narrated, and uh, it, it's just it's really mm. funny. There's a part in it where he, uh, I'll never forget, he goes to a, uh, well, he's trying to rob a bank. Virgil attempts to change his life with one bold stroke. What does this say? Um, Can't you read that? Uh, I can't read this. What's this? Act natural. No, it says, please put $50,000 into this bag and act natural. It does say act natural. Uh, I am pointing uh, a gun at you. That looks like gub. That doesn't look like gun. No, it's gun. No, that's a gun. Uh, that's a B. No, see, that's an N. It's, it's G U N. It's gun. Uh, George, would you step over here a moment, please? What does this say? Please put fifty thousand dollars into this bag and act natural. What's act? Act. act. Uh, does this uh, does this look like gub or gun? Gun. See. But what's app mean? It's act. A-C-T. Act natural. Please put $50,000 into this bag. Act natural. It's not... Oh, I see. Uh, this is a holdup. Yes. May I see your gun? Well, you'll have to have this note initialed by one of our vice presidents before I can give you any money. Another One of my other favorite scenes, and maybe it's not in that movie... He's he's gonna buy some prophylactics. He's gonna buy some rubbers at a drugstore. Or no, it's a nudie magazine, and he and he's embarrassed to do it. So he figures, I know, I'll I'll pad my order with some other things. Get a copy of Time magazine. And, uh, I'll take commentary in the Saturday Review, and uh, let's see, Newsweek. I uh, grab one of these. Take them all. Hey, Ralph, how much is a copy of Orgasm? Yeah, just put them in a bag, will you? What? Orgasm. This man wants to buy a copy. How much is it? So I always liked the stuff that were slice-of-life things that you could you could relate to, those horribly uncomfortable human moments. I thought he was pretty good at at uh, at capturing that yeah. stuff. But what I thought you, where I, I thought you were going to go is that with what we believe we know about Woody Allen's personal life now. Oh, well, that Does that, too. yeah. If you were, if you oh, were yeah. formerly a fan of his, or would you no longer be a fan of his work at all? 
exact well that's happened to some if of you his knew that, uh contem- contemporaries right now i used to be a fan of louis yeah, ck and yeah. i'm like you know what i don't watch his stuff anymore i'm just very upset that kevin spacey it's like oh man there's so many great movies i really like him and bill yeah. cosby i can't i won't watch any bill cosby yeah. shows it's 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 too too much to sort of get around that and concentrate on the entertainment at hand when you know that all that was going on then. So yeah, yeah I think no, contemporary I... artists like that that are, are certainly one thing. But um, what about I, I don't know? I'm grasping at straws here. But what if uh, what about like let's say the composer Wagner? And you learn that he was an anti-Semite and that Hitler admired him. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good point. Roman Polanski, I mean, he's, you know, I don't know, should I be liking his films? Maybe when it's the deed is not, when the deed's fresh, it's harder. And then as time goes by, you, you tend to forget not forgive but just it doesn't become as big of a deal so i'm sure in about 10 15 years i'll watch a kevin spacey movie again but i also heard recently that matt lauer and louis ck are making little noises about comebacks do you think it's too soon i think it's too soon yeah i i i i thought i don't know where would matt lauer go i mean what he only knows how to do is be a broadcaster I, well, we don't know that. Maybe he's a maybe he he's do? a stand-up comedian. Working a jute maybe mill? he's a singer. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. Sometimes the road back, uh, rehabilitative uh, way back, is it can take a long time. I, yeah. I'm still a big admirer of Brian Williams, uh, the former NBC news anchor. I, mm-hmm. I think he does a great job on MSNBC now. And I do too, um, but uh, I still can't watch him. I I can't. And I I just think he's very witty. Uh, he's he's really a clever, funny, good person who made who just I don't made think an he's error. that great. He's a little egotistical too. He said some well, who isn't degrading. He said TV. some degrade. No, not necessarily. He said some very degrading things to Rachel Maddow, and it's like I just feel like he's just got a big old fat. Well, Rachel head on Rachel, him. Rachel Maddow has a pretty good sized ego on her as well. So, but but she isn't being condescending and talking down to, to co-workers I, I do i'm sorry I just well we don't know we don't know that i i will say this rachel maddow uh, has a is, was a Rhodes scholar so she's got a pretty big brain on her uh yeah that's yeah. true but anyway, yeah i don't, I don't know. know about that stuff all, all i know is that uh, i don't know how we got off on this track you started to talk about something else yeah. and then we got on some of the Allen. things they said were good for us some of the things oh, they said we should yes. avoid. So some of the things right. that they said were good for us, this one won't surprise you. Dogs help their owners live longer, healthier lives. They did this Swedish oh, study. Yeah, so is that not true anymore? No, it's true. Oh. Dogs are good for you. Uh, they did. They did, studied more than 3.4 million people, and they found that people with a pooch had a lower risk of cardiovascular disease and premature death. That bell was inadvertent, I, but kind of cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I agree with that. Camping is supposed to be good for you. It could help <laughs> cure the grogginess and the lethargy associated with poor sleep. I'm sorry, I'm still not going to become a big-time camper. No, I. it's always, again, I've said this before, it sounds like a fantastic idea until you get right down to it and do it. And then you're like, what What the hell was I thinking? I still it's have like, some... I'm dirty, is that I'm my, itchy. Is that bell going off from me or you? Yeah, what's going on over know. there? I think it's coming off of my phone. I never heard that bell before. Anyway, um, you can call me a wimp, but I hated camping in Boy Scouts. And we'd go on these winter campouts especially. Summer camp's fun, but winter camp... You're just freezing your nards off. You're, I remember my my feet just feeling frozen the whole time. And we'd stick our yeah. boots with our feet in them in the campfire to warm them up. Then I'd be melting the neoprene off the bottom of the soles of the boots and then they'd be ruined. Yeah, uh, that doesn't sound fun. I just couldn't camping wait to even leave. In, camping even in the summertime is just not... I like the idea of nature and getting away and doing all that, but you, you don't have to actually go get a tent to do that. Oh, my poor young country boy, my 
sitting sings song for everyone. And sleep out overnight with the bears. Yeah, well, we I remember we went camping as a family years ago. And uh, we went, and it was up on Camano Island someplace. Patty had, had lined this place up, and, and I was working. So by the time I get up there, they've already got the, the tent pitched, and, and uh, the kids are running around, and we're going to cook hot dogs and all that stuff. And uh, we have a fairly good night. Uh, but in the middle of the night, we could hear some big, heavy footsteps. And we found out later that uh, there were... Oh that sound again there were elk in the air and they came right to our campsite oh they were big but we woke up in the morning and and it's the sun is just coming up and we think oh man this is really this maybe camping isn't so bad and then we start hearing this (laughs) but but like dozens of these crows and it was just just a cacophony was deafening and we they wouldn't go away Undid the tent, threw it in the car, and got out of there. It was. <laughs> you got to take all, right. all of nature. You can't just. You can't just select. I, I will take that, and that, but I don't want the mosquitoes, and I don't want the ravens, and I don't. You can do want... your. You can do your best to do that, you know. But you're right. In the end, nature wins. So yeah, what's the point? It does. Coffee does more than wake you up. There's another good thing for you. Two large studies found that people with a daily coffee a coffee habit were less likely to die from heart disease, stroke, diabetes, or cancer. Huh. People who drank two to four cups of joe a day, decaf or regular, 18% less likely to croak. Well, croak right away. You're going to croak eventually. Yeah, the 114. Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions. So they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. Chili chili peppers can help you live longer. They may. Really? That's what it says. I I don't like chili peppers. I may have to try them. Why? Um, Because they suspect that there's this thing called capsaicin. The active ingredient that gives peppers their heat might actually boost metabolism and help prevent obesity, high blood pressure, inflammation, and cancer. Well, yeah, if that's all you ate was red peppers, then you would there there goes your obesity. It doesn't say you should only eat them, but it could become a dietary recommendation, a supplement, Hmm. something to think about. Red peppers and coffee. Coffee. Okay. Marriage. Maybe this will be my new diet. Uh oh, Uh, marriage. Here's one. Marriage can help ward off dementia. Oh, well, then I'm screwed. Because married couples tend to encourage each other to stay active, follow a healthy diet. You talk to each other. So maybe, maybe those are things that could work towards, uh, you know, making you... Not go... (laughs) Yeah, not go. Dingling. Breakfast could be the most important meal of the day. We've heard that one for a long time. I'm really trying to do that more. I, I didn't used to do that, and I'm really trying now to... I get up and I'll have... Um, eggs and some spinach. I don't and, know. I'm sorry about that bell thing. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's trying to text you or something. Can you, do you know how to just shut your phone off? Yeah. I've heard about that. Let me see. Yeah. It's a button. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm trying did, to get breakfast and it has to be like they say within the first hour of, of, of arising yeah. that you, I, that you should it, have your it's breakfast. It's hard to eat breakfast that early. I used to eat cereal like crazy when I'm a kid, but, oh, but it's got, yeah, but it's, there's so much sugar, sugar and carbs. So, so I, I will, no, uh, no. The, the, and, uh, I, I'm lately been having an avo- avocado slices. You're saying avocado again. It's avocado. Okay. That's how you say it in your fancy part of the world. <laughs> Down here in central Oregon, we say avocado. <laughs> Avocado. Everybody, hey, y'all want some avocado? Everybody is living around here, and if you're from Albany, Oregon, that's the way you say it. You did.
kitchen and I cut it up. Got the toast on deck, so I spread it up. With the sunny side eggs and the skillet up. Now you know I had to go ahead and level up. Avocado so fresh, can't get enough. Orange juice in the fridge, so I pour it up. Hands up real high for the breakfast up. Yeah, I'm well I don't have it for breakfast, but I'll try to get an avocado in either with a salad at night or on a sandwich or something. They're good. It's a sandwich, really by the way. Uh yeah, they, they they actually have more potassium than than uh, than bananas. I don't know where this is coming from. It's got to be coming from my computer itself. Oh, it is. That's where it's oh, so if somebody's trying to message you on your computer. Yeah, let me turn my volume off here. No, but then I'll turn you off. I can't do that. It's all right. Just leave it. I can't hear it. it. I'll just live with it. Um, You know what it sounds like? It sounds like uh, it's a wonderful life. It sounds like a bunch of angels are getting another angel got its wings. (laughs) Either that or one of those mosquitoes I was talking about earlier. Yeah. um, It sounds like one of those bells like, yeah, fries are up. Yeah. And running is good for you, too, to complete the list. Running a couple hours each week could reduce the risk of early death by nearly 40%. That is one thing I do do. So, Yeah. Not... I only run if if, if uh, something's chasing me. Oh, yeah. You want, you, you want to practice running so you can get away from the thing chasing you. No, I don't want to practice it. Oh, okay. I just... All right. I just, okay, yeah. so, so if we were coming into the home stretch here, here are some of the things you were told to avoid. Diet okay. fads. They may be doing more Diet. harm than good. The, like what fads? They they did like the soup diet, the cabbage soup diet. Coconut oil they say is high in artery clogging saturated fat. Juicing concentrates so much sugar. It concentrates sugars and makes it easier to consume too many calories. And many yep. gluten free foods are high in processed carbohydrates, which are linked to a higher risk of type two diabetes. So they just keep telling yeah. you keep your diet. If it's an ideal diet, it's mostly plant-based fruits vegetables and whole grains but that's what you're supposed to do red peppers and wine yeah that doesn't that's fruit-based and plant-based wine is plant-based red meat increases the risk of death from eight major diseases oh that's so sad that is sad binge watching leads to sleep problems so they asked 423 young adults about their tv and sleeping habits and they found that those People who watched back-to-back episodes of their favorite shows in one sitting had a 98% higher risk for poor sleep. Huh. Because these TV shows, they're bingeable because they keep you glued to the right. screen. They're often cliffhangers. i got to see the next one. And you don't sleep well. <laughs> That's another angel. God, God it. <laughs> football. It's a good thing. Football oh, is no. more dangerous because of traumatic uh, encephalopathy. A disease. What do you mean? Watching football? No, it causes your brain to waste away over time. It's for people who play the game, obviously. Oh, play well. Head in, yes, head of injuries. course. Tattoo ink contains dangerous contaminants. Shoot, I'm so sorry I got that one. I was going to show Wait it. A minute. It's a tattoo of you. Gonna, <laughs> Wait, where is surprise it? You. <laughs> Um, Where? <laughs> well, I'll show you. No, don't show. I'll show me. you next time. I don't You're going to be in for that. a big surprise when you see where it was. I'll just tell you this one: it really hurt. It really hurt. But apparently, oh these tattoos have an ele- elevated levels of various metals in them: titanium, aluminum, chromium, iron, nickel, copper, and uh, they say the potentially harmful pigment particles go a lot deeper than the skin sometimes. So when mm. somebody wants to get a tattoo. They're often very careful in choosing a parlor where they use sterile needles, but nobody checks the chemical composition oh. of the colors themselves. I don't even know how you would check. She says she likes them bad news, them bad boys with tattoos. I'm tatted up, I'm bad news. She rubbing on my tattoos, my tattoos, my tattoos. And here's, here's one more thing that they said uh, you should avoid, and that's keeping secrets. It can, can lead to stress, it can lead to sleep loss, and other unhealthy consequences. That's interesting. Don't you hate it when people, when somebody says to me, now I'm going to tell you something, but you have to keep it a secret. Yeah. I'm like, well, you've already told me, so then it doesn't, it's not a secret anymore. If it's a true secret, you don't tell anybody. 
Well, especially if it's someone asked you to keep it a secret and then you spill it right. to somebody else. So they well, no what these anyway these researchers asked two thousand people what secrets they kept and how often they thought about them, and on average participants kept thirteen, including five they never revealed to anyone. The more time they spent ruminating over these secrets, the less healthy they said they were. Because when people are thinking about their secrets, they actually act as if they are burdened by a physical weight. There's a man who leads a life of danger. To everyone he meets, he stays a stranger. like a secret about yourself or your own situation yeah, not necessarily something somebody's told you it, they do not so define it that way but if like you went and mortgaged your house and then gambled all the money away and didn't tell anybody that would be your secret who told you i did that i don't think i have any secrets i just don't think i have any they said on average people have how many secrets uh Five? they said 13 i think 13 look at this again uh yeah on average Participants kept 13 secrets, 13? including five they never revealed to anyone. Yeah, I don't even, I couldn't even come up with 13 secrets. I don't, could you come up with one? Um, could you tell Well, probably if I thought enough about it, I don't, I don't think about that stuff too much, hmm. to, to, to be perfectly honest with you. My life's just not that interesting. Here's the deal. I've always, whenever I mess up, it's more fun to just tell people about it. I, I believe in heading it off. I'd rather them hear it from me than hear it on, you know, the internet. <laughs> that was not a bell newspaper. that time. I was I just had an idea. <laughs> You'll never know how much I really love you. You'll never know how much I really care. Listen, do you want to know a secret? Promise not to tell Whoa, whoa Closer Let me whisper in your ear Say the words you long to hear I'm in love with you Oh Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. 